I like it can't be accepted and that like it led to me pushing it even further down mm-hmm. and regardless of what you think on LGBTQ people just remember that they're humans too internal fear of rejection like I'm just constantly mm-hmm. fearing that someone's gonna the most important factor to a healthy well-being is feeling connected welcome, welcome to from there to, to here a safe place where we will explore some of life's adventures so that you do not feel alone. Welcome to From There to Here. Shannon and Jess are here to kick off this week's episode, like always, with our Heartlands. Shannon, what's in your Heartlands? So if you recall, in episode 11, we talked about what to do about Blanky Star. Um, I also talked a little bit about how my daughter's room was such a mess. So in my heart lens today is all those wonderful people out there who love to clean because that is something I don't love doing, but I do love having a clean house. So in particular, my heart lens is for Kelly Rip, who is at this specific moment cleaning my house for me so thank you i love you and i love coming home to a clean house that i didn't have to do (laughs) jess what about you my heart lens this week has to do with the person sitting next to me right now my nephew will introduce further later but this week i got to spend time golfing with my two older nephews it was just really nice to have quality time with them without the littles interrupting our conversations. It was, it was awesome. I love you guys, and I like spending time with you. <laughs> <laughs> so as just mentioned, we have her nephew here. So Jacob, what's in your heart lens today? Um, my heart lens would just have to be that it's finally summer. School's over. I can go hiking, swimming, just be outside. Yes, no classes, no cramming for tests. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of weather, we have a Facebook post uh, sharing their heart lens with us. Stephanie said the rain Um, in Wisconsin. Our grass is supposed to be green, but it's pretty brown right now. So yes, the rain was much needed for our lawn. If you want to share your personal heart lens with us, we welcome you to leave a comment on Facebook or Instagram or to email us at podcast from there to here at Gmail. We will read these joys during upcoming episodes. Jess and I really want this podcast to acknowledge all journeys we are on as humans. So far, our episodes have really focused on sharing infertility journeys because that is a shared story between Jess and I. But in this episode, we are shifting gears to celebrate Pride Month. If you didn't know, June is Pride Month, and we have Jess's nephew here to help us talk about his journey through coming out as gay. When thinking about our infertility story and Jacob's story, one thing that keeps coming up for all of us is the fear of rejection, which is what we will focus in on today. For Jess, she, sh- she has feared that her adopted child would not be loved the same as the biological grandchildren, which we know is ridiculous now, and not knowing if she would love the child as she should as a mother also ridiculous. (laughs) For me, it was really about the fear of biological families rejecting us as the adoptive parents or our own families rejecting the idea of adopting versus having our own children since I was bringing potentially the only grandchild into the family on my side. 
then when I found out I was pregnant with twins, again, the fear of rejection came up. I feared that Brielle's biological family wouldn't accept the boys as their own family. And now, yes, looking back, we know that is ridiculous as well. But really what all these feelings come down to is that fear of rejection. But, you know, Jess and I kind of were talking through this um, in preparing for the episode. And we do want to be honest in acknowledging that Jess and I's fear of rejection do not, absolutely do not have the same history of violence or hate crimes as fear of rejection that Jacob might experience being gay. So to start our conversation with Jacob, let's go back to before you came out. Was there ever a fear of rejection from others? And I want to know too, like, was there a fear of rejecting yourself if you decided not to come out? There definitely was a fear on both of those ends. I mean, I didn't really know I was gay for the longest time. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that a lot of it was internal. I kind of just kept pushing it down and telling myself it wasn't true or like that it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And like tried so hard growing up to like push away those feelings. Um, And then like... Do you feel like you knew how old you were when you started to push them away? Um, I don't know exactly, but it was definitely like, like elementary age, middle school, probably around middle middle school school was when I like really started to know and push it away. But for the longest time I did, I like convinced myself that I was bi. Okay. And I I think a lot of that has to do with like the fear of rejection. Like I wanted to at least like girls in some form. So then maybe people would hate me less. At least that's what was going on in my head. Okay, and that then makes sense. Especially being in the closet, people don't realize that you are gay, and so they're more comfortable making comments around you. Oh. So, like, growing up, uh, there was one of my friends had two moms, and there were three kids on our basketball team that would constantly make comments about his two moms and, like, make jokes about it, and I could tell it, like, really affected him. Mm-hmm. And that also, like... I internalized that as like, oh, everyone hates gay people. Like, I like it can't be accepted. And that like it led to me pushing it even further down. Yeah. That has to be hard to grow up feeling like it's almost like you don't fit. And in order to fit, you have to mask. You have to pretend I do like girls or nope, I'm, I'm bi because I could be then accepted So I don't know if you know or if the listeners know, but my sister is a lesbian and I know that she's shared a lot of those feelings with me as well. Um, So you do have something in common with her and my family. But what about then like coming around and then being okay with being gay, not being bi and just being gay and liking men? How did you come around to being able to like accept that for yourself not necessarily like you're coming out of the closet, but that you've accepted yourself. To be honest, I like a hundred percent haven't fully come around to that. Okay. Like it, I mean, all throughout high school, I had like girlfriends and like kept forcing myself to like try to be straight because sure. I didn't want to like be a disappointment or have people judge me f- for just not being straighter and being gay and liking mm-hmm. guys. 
Because honestly, to this day, I don't even fully accept myself because like, I mean, it, I do, but like, I can't say I 100% do because there's always like the thought in my head of like, what's that person going to think? Or like, even like when, like, I don't go out of my way to tell people I'm gay because I don't like making it a huge part of my identity because I am constantly fearing that if I just casually meet someone and it like comes up, like I'm not going to lie about it, but I feel like then if I tell them they automatically assume things or automatically make a judgment about me, that's not necessarily who I am. I feel like there are so many assumptions that go along with people that are gay, right? Like a gay man has to be flamboyant. No. Mm -hmm. A gay man looks like a straight man. I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Especially you I don't, I don't, cons- like, I don't fit the general mold because, like, I feel like we, I grew up in such, like, a sports-focused family and, like, that's one of my favorite, like, I love sports and, mm-hmm. like, like, talking about it or playing them. And how and that- dare you like sports <laughs> if you're gay, Jacob? Gay men don't like sports. And that, that still, honestly, like, mm-hmm. baffles so many straight men that I meet <laughs> to this day. Like, I'll, like, know in depths about like football or basketball and they're like you're you can't be gay like that's an act like i've oh, actually been told that multiple times <laughs> you're right you i'm can't. acting like yeah. gay. i mean I there have- are members of our family that have said to me well are you sure jacob's gay because he doesn't really act like that what does acting gay look like is or, my question right what does that mean mm-hmm. it doesn't I mean, there aren't the, like, stereotypical yes. versions, but, like... Stereotypical. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, like, that's, the, that's <laughs> the key right there. Every single person has their own individualism and takes their own form. Mm-hmm. And, like, in, a, in an ideal world, like, everyone would just be able to do their own thing and not have to worry about, about labeling it, Jacob? Labeling, labeling? it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just going back to our previous episode where we talked about labels. I know Jacob's a listener and has some thoughts on that, so he might talk about that today, too. You're welcome, even though I know you don't agree with all of them. (laughs) But it is interesting, though, because in episode eight, when we talked about labels, we talked about them as like being pretty negative. And you just said you're not 100% comfortable telling people or giving that label to people. Even like... When someone will say, like, oh, you're gay, I, like, have a negative reaction within. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, subconscious. Like, I don't, like, I'm not, like, I don't hate myself okay? for being gay or, like, anything like that. But, like, mm-hmm. subconsciously, it just makes me, like, cringe when someone says that. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with, like, internal fear of rejection. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. constantly fearing that someone's going to judge me or go out of their way to like make mm-hmm. an assumption even though 99% of the time that's not the case right so I, I think our listeners um, I think it's important that our listeners know you're 20 years old so you are still very young and this is new to you not necessarily being gay but being able to talk about it and speak about being gay correct am I correct definitely yeah. okay I feel like that's a good lead into talking about when you came out. What would you say to people that are wondering why coming out is a thing? Why do you need to do that? 
how do how is that any different and this is not my belief but i know there are people out there that might be thinking well how is that any different from telling your family you're bringing home a girlfriend for the first time like why is it important to label that as part of your identity or is it is it not ideally speaking it wouldn't be like you would just be able to say like hey my boyfriend is coming yes whatever and you don't have to say hey i'm gay Mm -hmm. right but we don't live in an ideal world like Mm -hmm. and the the norm is being straight so if you break that norm you have to be the one to tell people and communicate with people Mm -hmm. no i'm not straight or it's well and how many times do people ask you Jacob, when are you bringing home a girlfriend? Or all the time. Like, <laughs> I will never be bringing home a girlfriend. <laughs> it, it is mostly from like older family members, like distant. Mm-hmm. That like, I'm not just gonna bring up out of the blue. Like, no, I'm gay because right. like it's not really important to mm-hmm. me that they know. And it's honestly more scary for me to have to tell them. And sure. to be honest, it'd probably be a very awkward conversation. Right. Like, am I? Like, even with my grandparents, I never, like, actually came out to Nana and Papa. Mm-hmm. I came out to Mom first and then had her tell them because I okay. was too scared to tell them myself. Mm-hmm. And, like, if they were to ask me today, like, straight up, I wouldn't lie. And they do know. Right. But, like... You've never then, had a conversation with them about it, though. Correct. correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about your other grandparent? Um, I also haven't have never told grandma bell either because like going back to what you're saying earlier like she usually will bring up to josh and i whenever we see her like do either of you have a girlfriend yet and i usually just kind of like jokingly respond like no not yet and then like josh josh doesn't have a girlfriend yet either so he'll say no and then we usually like give each other a look because he obviously knows i'm not going to have a girlfriend yes and so like but the and then i know i well I don't know. She's like hard to read because Mm -hmm. she's like, it scares me because she is of that like older mindset. Sure. But also sometimes she'll make little comments here and there that I'm like, maybe she does have an idea. Mm -hmm. So like, but I don't, I don't know. Like she's also not a very emotional person. So I don't think it's something like, like if I brought it up, she'd probably go, okay, okay. So I'm going like, to ask I'm going to ask kind of a hard question. And if you don't feel comfortable answering, you don't have to, but let's say you did have a conversation with any one of your grandparents. What's the worst that's going to come out of it? Rejection? Yeah. Okay. Mainly cuz like that ties into like the future too cuz like eventually I'll have a wedding and like I want my grandparents to be there, but yes. if they're not going to accept me for who I am, then I don't want them to be there because yep. at the end of the day, that'll do more harm mm-hmm. than it would do good if that them being there. But I, I, I'm not super worried about that because I know that they love and support me. Yeah. Yes. So I'm not, I'm not worried about that aspect. And I kind of just have the mentality of I'll deal with it when it happens. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's so scary. you've told your aunt and uncle. Well. Well, okay, actually, you've told your you've told uh, your auntie Jess, <laughs> but I, I, from what I can recall, I don't think I've ever mm-hmm. told Uncle Doc. Okay, because and they so people that don't know, boy Jess is Jess's Uncle Doc. husband oh, yeah, is, is, is Uncle Doc. Yeah, <laughs> 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 but 
That's okay. <laughs> Keep going. You haven't told him. He falls into that same boat of like, I know at the end of the day, he will support and love me no matter what. Yep. It's just very terrifying for me because okay. I have heard him make comments in the past. And that like. The beautiful thing is now that he knows. And that those comments have 100% stopped. And if he hears someone else making a comment, he is the first to stop them. I've even noticed that with my brother, Josh, uh, like literally just last week, like he had some friends over and one of his friends said the F slur and Josh and I was there in the kitchen and heard it. And Josh immediately stepped in and told his friend to cut it out or he'd Mm -hmm. have to leave. And it was very reassuring to hear that coming out of his mouth because he took a big risk essentially by fear of rejection for him exactly like he stepped up to his friend when he didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily need to right and that is the beauty and the power behind all the brave people that are willing to come out and live their true self because think about the impact you've already had jacob like you have impacted your uncle your brother, your me, and how I'm raising my child. Like, that's huge. And it's important. And I'm really proud of you. Thank you. That's- like, it's just amazing what can happen when you love someone mm-hmm. and you accept them as they are. It can open your eyes to a lot. I feel like that's one of the biggest things I've noticed is people who used to make comments or say hateful things about LGBTQ people. Now that they have someone in their like immediate closer family that identifies as gay, they like have opened their eyes to realize, Hey, maybe like that does affect people. Yeah. Like more than, and before, like I'm not saying they were like hateful before and changed. It's just Mm -hmm. like they didn't realize the effects that their words could have Mm -hmm. on people who are in the closet or struggling with Mm -hmm. their identity. Yeah. When we brought home Jude, actually, like that was kind of a, like you had kind of just come out right around that time. And I remember getting clothes that say like little gentleman and like ladies man. And I'm like, I am not putting these clothes on my son. He might not want to be a little gentleman. He might not want to be a ladies man. And it's had me thinking a lot about like I'm not I will never say to him when are you bringing home a girlfriend I will say is there anyone special in your life so I feel like that's something I would hope our listeners can take away from today is how important your words are and you have a choice on how you frame those words like you can ask if they're dating someone but you don't have to ask if it's a girlfriend or a boyfriend, right? right? And Mm -hmm. just being, switching your words like that can help people feel more comfortable. So you, like I was going to say, so you've come out to Auntie Jess and your mom and your brother. And what's the difference between like feeling comfortable coming out with them and knowing I'm not going to be rejected versus the potential to be rejected from grandparents? Well, with my siblings specifically, with, Corey, Kelly, Josh, and mm-hmm. Rowan. Miller, it was younger, so like it didn't really feel necessary to tell him. Sure. Um, and with them, like they all kind of knew. Okay. Because it, I mean, if you know the signs, it's pretty obvious to tell, in my opinion, at least. And like 
all of them were very good about like that language stuff like always dropping like little hints like instead of saying like oh do you have a girlfriend like oh do you have a like like what we were talking about earlier and like they're the reason i feel comfortable with myself now is because like they didn't let it affect our relationship at all and if anything it like made us closer just because like i was able to share like a deep mm-hmm. thing about my life mm-hmm. so then they mm-hmm. felt more comfortable sharing stuff and it like but they were definitely the easiest to tell yeah mm-hmm. but i also think that has a lot to do with because they're around my age right yeah and, like who was the first person you told like actually said the words i am gay without just like letting them assume it um it was actually a church camp oh we that's interesting at the that is interesting <laughs> well church to be camp. fair this church camp is more laid back okay, okay. <laughs> it is, okay. And, and there's the last you know what though i love that there is a church camp that kids feel comfortable saying that at right it was actually my counselor kyler was also gay and the last night of camp all the high schoolers and all the counselors like the senior staff watches the cabins and we get to have like a fun night and we were like laying around in all the hammock hammocks oh my god I don't, hammocks, hammocks. <laughs> <laughs> laying around in all the hammocks and kyler and then another counselor katie who is also lgbtq were like talking to me and they both like picked up on the signs okay. and could tell that i was really nervous and like pushing it down and so i opened up to them and they were the first people i told Mm -hmm. and kelly was also there but she wasn't a part of the conversation because i was very worried she'd hear and judge me but okay not the truth she didn't yeah but she overheard and then asked me about it the weekend we got back and then i told her so she was the first family member and then also well i actually could be miserable it was either her or Corey. (laughs) that's okay (laughs) but then i like her and Corey were the first of my siblings I told. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't want to tell much about my sister's story because I would love for her to come on this podcast and share it herself, but um I was the first person she told and I think it was because she needed support and she needed almost like guidance or help in telling my parents cuz she was so afraid of their rejection and how they would react to that. Um so in telling me, I think she was just looking for guidance, but that's totally different than you. It was almost somebody coming to you and helping you be okay and to show you like, we're not going to reject you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say anything more about um, coming out to your mom or dad and Loretta? Yeah. Uh, with mom, for some reason, I was so like... Jacob's parents are divorced, so she ha- he yeah. had... So with my mom, I was like extremely scared and looking back at it, it was so stupid because like, yes, mom doesn't <laughs> care. Like she's, she's open and like love would love, does love me no matter what. Yeah. And like, even looking back, like two of her best friends are gay and like married. <laughs> so like it, it didn't make sense why I was scared. Mm-hmm. And so, well, for context too, like earlier that week, Josh and I had played a prank on her, like, recording. I don't even remember what it was about, but we, like, recorded something for a TikTok. (laughs) And so then when I told her, she thought I was doing that again. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So she was, she was like, 
like are you telling the truth or like okay. are you actually do you mean it and then i took that like as like an affront against me which oh. i very much regret and then i did like throw it back at her face and we got into like i mean for other reasons too like we had like a big argument i was being as dumb idiot teenager <laughs> taking all my like anger out on my mom for no reason but that i mean i'm i'm sure that it was built up like you had nerves about this it didn't go as smoothly as you were hoping because she thought maybe you were trying to play a prank on her when you're really trying to like come out and be honest and real and i think that it's probably there was not any rejection from her though at all we know that (laughs) like uh, that one was all like in my head and like Mm -hmm. I set myself up for failure in that because, like, I think it was, like, two days earlier, Josh and I recorded. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were doing, but it was something for some TikTok trend. Yeah. <laughs> so that one was definitely the e- easiest of, like, the adults I told. And then Lorena, too, my stepmom, was the same way. She was like, I don't I don't care. Like, you're yeah. still my stepson. Like, I'll love you either way. It doesn't matter who you love or who you'll marry. Mm-hmm. she was very to the point which mm-hmm. is how Loretta is so I appreciated that yeah, yeah. and it reassured me mm-hmm. but I never did tell my dad because okay. he passed away before I was able to mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to do you think that saying or like coming out should be a thing and is that an important step in your life just you personally to come out and say I am gay everyone has a different path and a different way that they want to approach being able to do that or to tell people or even in like my case personally ideally I would just like it to be like a part that I don't have to tell people I can just live my life not have to go out of my way to tell people about and label My, yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't want to label myself in an, if, if possible. Yeah. Because I just feel like it's unnecessary, like, anxiety. Because I'm always worried, like, that they're going to judge me or something like that. Even Jess though most doesn't like to label herself as infertile. So. <laughs> well, I'm coming around, though, so. Time. She's coming out of the closet as well as being right. <laughs> infertile. I guess so. <laughs> All right, Jacob, I want to circle back to your dad. And you alluded to not having the chance to tell him. I ended up officially coming out to my friends my junior year, like right before March of 2020. It was Mm -hmm. actually like, I think, February 2020. Mm -hmm. Kind of worked out perfect for me because I could tell people (laughs) and then not have to see them at school (laughs) or anything. And the next time you saw them, you were wearing a mask, so you wouldn't know (laughs) what they were looking like. But then in May of 2020, my dad passed away. And I, like, because of comments he had made in the past, going along what we've talked about before, Mm -hmm. like, I felt really terrified to tell him because I thought he wouldn't accept me. And um, so I never did end up telling him. Mm -hmm. But Josh has told me since that, like, dad knew and like asked josh and he told him and like dad so was josh like, told your dad mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. which i'm okay with because yeah. then it took 
Sure. It didn't make, I didn't yeah. have to tell him. And like Josh has told me that he was like, oh, I don't care. Like very, just he like shrugged it you. off. Yeah. Yeah. Like in a very dad way. He was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. cool. Like didn't really. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't affect. I like that reaction though. Like, cause That's, it's yeah. almost like. Whatever. This is not <laughs> mm-hmm. something that you need to tell me. You don't need to label this. You can be yourself and. Mm-hmm. going back to what i've said before like ideally you wouldn't have to come out yes so ideally you could just say that to someone and they would go oh cool or like right. just kind of like just the same as i would be like hey bring it or home like, my boyfriend Did you see that hot guy over there wouldn't that be nice if they said that to you mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like it just casually like yeah just be a part of everyday. normal yeah normal <laughs> whatever normal means yeah. right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm definitely not normal. (laughs) (laughs) So now that you have come out and accepted and there are still some people in your life that you are fearful of the rejection, but what is it like now that you've kind of accepted this for yourself? You've come out to most family members. Um, like it's honestly not much different besides for the fact that I like feel comfortable in my own skin being who I am. Like, I don't have to worry uh, for the most part about any, like, all of my friends don't care. It doesn't make a difference in our friendship. And, like... And these are friends you had in high school, right? Like, they're friends that knew you before coming out and after coming out. Yes. Okay. They're, like, the for the most part, everyone I met doesn't really care. Even people who, like, will make comments, it doesn't, like, like... They'll make a con- like not people I'm friends with, but just like a friends of friends. Mm-hmm. Some they'll make comments, but like they don't. It it actually does. It doesn't affect their view of me. Like even though they like, I feel like it's just they're ingrained with those like sure views. I guess sure. The only like struggle that has been with friends is like making guy friends. Oh sure, because like. Even though, like, I have a lot of the same stereotypical interests that, like, a straight man would. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very hard to, like, connect outside of, like... Do you feel like guys think you want them? Because like it's hard to have a new friendship with a guy, a new connection with a guy. Not a loving old. relationship. Or an old. Like, even if we were mm-hmm. okay, before, yeah. oh, you're gay? Well, do you like me? Uh, definitely like that's one of the that's probably the biggest reason which is so stupid because i don't think every guy on the world in the world mm -hmm. is the guy i want to be with you know and also thinking about like thinking about my sister i wonder if she had ever had that fear because i think i think that is a different fear that a guy would have coming out as gay than a woman Women, oh yeah, I bet you're right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, some stereotypes, right? I guess. And exactly. also from my personal experience, women are generally more accepting. Sure. I don't really know why, but yeah, like with men like that think that I just don't understand the thinking because like I know they're straight, so why would I right. try to hit on them or right. anything like that? It's almost like their own personal. It's their like problem. self-esteem mm-hmm. problem, it right? Like, problem. yeah. <laughs> like, even if you said, "Like, hey, I'm attracted to you. I'm gay." Who cares? The other guy can say, "I'm sorry, yeah. I'm straight," right? Like, that shouldn't 
mean anything about them in any way right it's i don't know and i is interesting i feel like i try to be very careful not to like make them uncomfortable like but that's not fair like you shouldn't have to like be like tiptoeing around because you're gay and somebody else might not be even in like high school sports after i came out when we were in the locker rooms or anything I would go out of my way to go to a far corner away oh from people golly. so that no one would like accuse me of staring at them or anything. And I'd keep my eyes glued to the ground just wow. so that no one would like, because I didn't want to make people feel uncomfortable. But in that you're making yourself, you yourself are uncomfortable. Yeah. But it's, I mean, in that case, I'm, I'm okay with that because if it makes, well, there's some more fear there, right? On mm-hmm. like what would happen next if, what is their mm. rejection of me going yeah. to look like if they reject me? Because yeah. there are multiple ways people can reject you. They can bully you. They could leave you alone. They, you know, like with all the social media that we have these days, it could go to social media instead of in front of your face. Or if someone were to like, cri- I mean, this never happened, but like mm-hmm. if someone, the fear there was like, someone would make a rumor that I like oh. did something and then it would spread sure. or something like yeah. that. That never actually happened. Right. But that but was like, your fear mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. their rejection would look like that. Yeah. So still kind of tricky to meet other guy friends. Definitely. And date. And date because it's so hard to meet other gay guys organically. Like mm-hmm. in like when I like go to a bar with friends, like, there's no other gay guys there or like maybe one but mm-hmm. they're not my type or something like okay. that because like, mm-hmm. you have to think about like the smaller percentage of the overall population that's gay then narrow it down to the percentage of those gay people that are around my age yeah. then narrow it down even further to the ones that are my type right and then narrow it down even further to the ones that are in madison or yeah. around here yeah so, so have is, you gone to any gay bars or gay clubs? No, because they're all filled with old people. <gasps> True, because I go dance at. I was like, no, oh. like I'm, I'm not, <laughs> old people. I'm not. I'm not talking about like <laughs> you guys. I'm talking about like old men. No. Like oh, like I like. <laughs> I guess I'm I never 20. I don't. I don't want to like no. go get hit on by like even 30 year olds. That's yeah. just not my like. <laughs> So we are the old people. <laughs> yeah. But like, Sorry, like, we're not offended. I, yeah, I don't mean to be offensive, but like, that's just not for me. Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> Trust me, I wasn't looking for 30 year olds when I was 20 either. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. There's not really like yeah. a gay bar for young people, I guess. Yeah. So, like, I mean, Good I have point. met. Maybe we should start one. <laughs> I have met people like through friends, mm-hmm. but like, nothing's came of it, but like, Sure. It is what it is. But I, I will say it is like when I get into like a little like or down on myself, like it's hard to like not feel unlovable and mm-hmm. feel like I'll be alone. Yeah. But then like I usually just transition my thoughts to like that's not going to happen. Like mm-hmm. don't get like. Well, we talk about that in another episode about like all of these irrational thoughts that we have and how we self-talk a lot and we can dig ourselves into deep, dark holes, right? And I think it is because like we don't know what the future holds and the present is really hard and we don't know how to move forward. And then another like hard, hard thing for me, which like is no one's fault, but like I'll go out with my friends and like, Maybe they'll 
flirt and go home with someone or like yes. meet someone and then I'm just kind of like left alone, which like I'm happy for my friends. I want to support them. I'm glad they're yeah getting, getting that, some. but it's like hard not to feel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like hard not to like be like, damn, like I wish I wish I, I could was have yeah. this. Too. Yeah. So Absolutely. that is another similarity between Jess and I's story and your story is that when we were going through infertility, it was very much like, I wish I was them. I wish I was pregnant. I wish I wasn't feeling this yeah. darkness. I want that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But maybe this episode will go out and they're going to hear your sexy voice and they're going to be like, we got to yeah. get like in touch with this Jacob guy. We'll email us at podcast from there to here. Jacob's photo will be on all the socials. Mm, maybe not. Fine. He doesn't want these old ladies trying to hook him up. But let's say you do meet somebody. Do you think that you will be comfortable bringing them home to to mom, to Josh? I know you'll be comfortable with Auntie Jess, but to Dackel? Um, I, it ties back to what I said earlier. Like, I know my family will love and support me and love and support whoever I bring yes. home if they're a good person. Yes. Which, like, <laughs> if I home, hopefully they are. We're not going to accept any a-holes. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't want you to. Okay. But like, I mean, there is still like that fear of rejection. Like, what if Uncle Doc makes a comment, which I know he wouldn't, but like, mm -hmm. I have that personal fear or like with my grandparents, like, mm -hmm. what if they make comments or like, don't want me to bring a future boyfriend around for like, a family event or something. Well, I'm like that. dying for that. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> we'll see. I'm working, I'm working on it. We know. We know. Is there anyone special right now? No. <laughs> Have you no. had boyfriends? Now would be a good day. no. No. Okay. I've never been in love. Okay. So that's where it feels like feeds back into mm -hmm. that like feeling of like hopelessness. But like I just make sure to like change the mindset and yes. realize like there's no point in me sitting here being sad about mm -hmm. potentially being alone. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Might as well just live in the moment and like yeah. work on myself and make myself better. Cause that's at the end of the day going to yeah. be the best. And then you forward. a law of attract the best human e for you. Exactly. Yes. So how do we get over? Like, I mean, as humans, we said, this is something that everybody fears being rejected. How do we, get over that hump and know that being rejected isn't going to be the end of our life. It could potentially bring us success and newness and challenge to us our to be life. Yeah. To ourselves. So how do we get over that, that fear? I don't know if I necessarily have the answer to that, but like my advice would be like, you can't let the potential of something in the future or the potential for rejection control your current life, wh like what is actually happening in mm -hmm. the moment because your brain is going to think of all the worst possible things that could happen. Stupid brain. Exactly. <laughs> and odds are that not a single one of those bad things is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if someone rejects you, that hurts 
but at the end of the day, you need to surround yourself with people that will love you. Yes. Because, I mean, you don't want the negativity in your life, so there's no point in... If someone is going to reject you, there's no point in having They're that lost. person in your life because yeah. they get to lose out on you yep. and everything that you bring to the table. I like mm-hmm. that. Jacob, and thinking even further down the road into your future after you found your true love, what about kids? That's somewhere where I like, I'm not sure what I want to do because first and foremost, like biologically, it's not possible. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) So like. You could donate your sperm to a surrogate. Well, no, but you can't take two sperms and make a baby. Yeah. But it would be his (laughs) biological child or his husband's biological child. But But either way. Either way, I would have, it would have. (laughs) to be expensive and (laughs) like or i know welcome to through everything like i mean you guys know way better than i do (laughs) so like that part scares me because like if i don't have the money then i can't like for that expensive procedure then i probably can't have kids Mm -hmm. i mean i haven't done a lot of research on it so i'm not let's say money wasn't a factor what do you want kids someday yes okay then but I think we have to go back to then we don't think about the negative piece, right? Like yeah. if it if you want kids, you're going to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that from somebody who didn't think they could have kids ever, <laughs> right? And I should have said that 11 years ago to myself. If you want kids, you're going to have kids. Yes. The, the one other like concern I have around having kids is that they wouldn't have a mom. Oh, sure. Now there's okay. rejection for them potentially. Mm-hmm. And also like, my mom and I are really close and I just like can't imagine growing up without a Like it's a different connection between a mom and a mm-hmm. kid and a dad and a kid. Mm-hmm. But also like thinking realistically, like I'm very close with all of my siblings and like I have Kelly, Corey, Rowan and Evie, four sisters <laughs> yeah. that can like help take that role. I mean, not to mm-hmm. like, Say bring you have the to be their mom. Like, <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> bring in the like womanly instincts or stuff like that. Yeah. Or like if mm-hmm. I have a daughter, like if they have women specific questions. Mm-hmm. Like they I get can't their answer. period. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what that's like. So yeah. then they can help out there. So like that is scary to me, but also like I know that I have family around me yeah. that will support me and support my future kids. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I know you had a call to action. Do you want to ask our listeners? The final thing I would like to end on is, so this year alone, there's been over 250 anti-LGBTQ laws proposed in state legislatures across the country. And without getting into any of the politics of it all, I would just like to remind people that LGBTQ kids and LGBTQ people are humans with feelings and stress and everything else that everyone else goes through, but they have that added fear of rejection and fear of being outcasted by society. And we can see that with LGBTQ kids are four times more likely to commit suicide than their peers. And also around 45% have reported feeling serious thoughts of self-harm or suicide. And laws around the country that ban 
certain books that just have a character that has two dads or two moms only add into that like feeling of being separate from the rest of society and feeling like they're like weird or not normal Mm -hmm. which feeds into those negative thoughts that can lead to someone taking their own life Mm -hmm. or not being comfortable in their own skin so i would like to just end on reminding people to treat people with the empathy or with empathy Mm -hmm. and treat people how they would want to be treated and really try to put yourselves in the shoes of those kids that already feel like outcasts and then their governments are saying are adding things on top of it. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what you think on LGBTQ people, just remember that they're humans too. And I think um, our quote wraps even that call to action up very nicely. It's from Ellen DeGeneres. I'm sure lots of our listeners know that she is a lesbian and has a wife. She says, find out who you are and be that person. That's what your soul was put on this earth to be. Find the truth, live that truth, and everything else will come. Thank you for listening and being a part of our community. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to connect, we can be reached at podcast from there to here at Gmail. We We hope hope you continue continue on this journey with us. us.